Well, I, I'm very much looking forward to seeing what happens to Sinead and Siddharth and Mr. Bibbles. Uh, I think I think it's going <laughs> to be pretty big. How do you come up with your names? Uh, in a panic. <laughs> <laughs> Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the Pleasurely Tech Podcast. We're your hosts, Shannon and Gareth. Hey, Shannon, how are you going? Yeah, really good. And yourself today? Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm neat, clean, and sober, and I don't care who knows it. Nice. Okay. <laughs> uh, so, where does that line come from? Um, that that comes from uh, Raymond Chandler's The Big Sleep. I think generally, you know, it gets a better reaction than you just gave it. Uh, but, um, oh man. I know it's such a great line, but I'm not sure I did it justice. So, what was um, the expectation of my reaction? Especially, I just, I just thought you'd be like, "Yes, you are." Um, the original line has uh, neat, clean, shaven, and sober. Um, and obviously, I'm not shaven ever, but I didn't think Harry fit the fit the bill, so I just Do left it out. Do you think you fit neat as well? Um. Yeah, now that you put it, I mean, I mean, I'm clean. I, I've showered. You can see my hair's all wet. Yeah, and I'm, uh, well, I'm, I'm like fifty percent sober. Actually, you know, the the whole thing was a lie. I take it all back. <laughs> I'm just an absolute morning shambles. Um, but I'm excited to be here and playing the role of the student, which is something that I haven't got to do in quite a long time. So I'm super pumped about it. Yes, me too. Because we are following along on our a character building segment of our creative writing um, creative writing exercise today. And I'm Bingo. really excited because we're going to be actually listening to some music, which I've hand-selected for everyone. Thank you, uh, Alec Production, and his uh, music is going to be in the show notes because uh, give credit where credit is due. So I'm going to be putting on a music track, and then we're going to go away and write for the two and two and a half minutes that the music runs for. And we're going to be developing the setting uh, of what the music invokes in us, like be immersed in that setting, create it, listen to the music. And um, you said the other day that a setting is also kind of a character as well, didn't you, Gareth? Yeah, these things are always linked. Um, it's it's always a dangerous thing when you make them, when you put them into discrete boxes as though they're not linked because they are. Uh, a text is an organism. I would also add that um, in a later podcast, I think it'd be really interesting for us to talk about the analogs between text as as a sort of a symbolic structure and music. Um, there's a fascinating, I think it was 18th century essay on the connection between the two, um, which I'll be dusting off and and boring everyone with. But it's actually quite fascinating. And, and I would say that when, when I'm doing this exercise, I'm going to be thinking about the music as music. So I'm going to be thinking about, um, you know, if it's a waltz, for example, I'm going to be thinking about that three structure, the one, two, three, one, two, three. And that's going to, in part, influence what I write, I suspect. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to be playing the music. There's going to be three to four tracks. They're going to be going for two to two and a half minutes. And then once we finish that, I'm going to be introducing a set of dice and we'll get on to that after we've done our writing just to keep their, a cliffhanger there. So are That's we exciting. ready to jump in? 
Well, just just to be clear, because you know it is early, so we're going to do a piece for two to three minutes. We're going to write mm-hmm. a, a setting, a, a landscape of sorts, and then yeah. are we going to pop back, or are we just doing all four in a run? Um, yeah, I think we're going to pop back and talk about what we felt, how we managed to produce a setting out of it, and then jump into the next track. We could even okay. read it out as well if you wanted. All right. Yeah, that sounds good. That sounds good. That allows for a few tweaks because you never know what's going to happen. Yeah, that is true. Um, So I'm going to be putting on the first track for everyone in three, two, one. So just finish off your last sentence that you're working on and then we'll jump back into it and we'll see what you ended up with, Gareth. Would you like to read yours out first? I only managed to get two sentences in. You only got two sentences in. All right. Yeah, no, I got a few. So um, mine begins, uh, the glassware rattles as feet depress the sloping floorboards. Sunlight cuts through the trees outside, in through the grimy windows, vibrant shards of light, grainy with dust, serene, the possibility around corners, time bending 19th century to 21st. Oh, wow. That's beautiful. Well, thank you. Um, So we've got a similarity with sunlight, and I did some reading of Murakami, so my language is a little bit more fluffier than what I'm used to. Uh, the, the sunlight glistened on the foaming surface of the roaring wither, uh, river. With such velocity, foam clumps rose from the water's surface, floating in the mild breeze. The sundered water droplets created a lumin, luminous faded skyscape. Oh, wow, that's beautiful. 
So that's very um, sort of pristine and natural, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Whereas mine was an antique store. That's that's where I imagine myself being. Oh, okay. There you go. Yeah. Um, so keep your scenes because we're going to be using them a bit uh, later on and we're now going to be developing setting number two. And okay, this one is the- going to be very different. Um. Well, that sounds exciting. So was it were any notes? Like uh, I, I got the sense that I shouldn't have any people walking around. So I had feet depressing the floorboards because I didn't want to introduce any characters. Would that be correct? That is a good idea. So no characters at this stage. Okay, cool, cool. Just be right, as so much food. character to your setting as possible. All right. Well, food should, should, food should be easy, right? Evoke so many memories. Yep. Okay, I'm going to be playing the track in three, two, and one. just finish up their last sentences and then we will jump into um well we're not going to jump into the next one we're going to talk about and this one i did a little bit more let's hear it okay i'm finishing my sentence 
Oh, I see. Cheating, folks. No, never. What? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> the power's gone to I... your head. <laughs> I am the master now. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the tables were plastic, the old-fashioned ones you see in postcards of cafes situated in front of the Eiffel Tower, but this wasn't France. The jazz tunes wafted through the cafe as inviting as the food, which poised men and women carried on silver trays, accompanied with decanters of chilled white wine. Entering through the thick wooden door, the ceiling had low rafters from which hung candles burnt to lumps of thick wax. That's lovely. It's mm. um, it's very evocative. It, it has me thinking that something grand is happening somewhere not so grand. Um, yeah. I, I don't know how to define that, but that's, it really carried that feeling. Um, what, what did you specifically have in mind? Um, I was kind of imagining downtown Chicago and I was about to end, put in a character of a homeless man sitting on the edge of the, um, the premises and he's still, he's closing his eyes and tapping his foot to the music, but he's still kind of like homeless. So that's, but I was like, no, delete, no characters. So that's kind of where that was heading. Oh my, see, I imagined a really crummy kind of, uh, cafe or deli in um the sydney's inner west yeah where there is a um at times one senses there's a there's a little bit of an illusion going on that things are a lot nicer than they are and and i imagined it was like some sort of tea party uh for you know retirees from a particular industry you know like the uh, bank tellers association of blah 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 i had this whole i had this whole narrative on unfurling from your description and the music also the music was right there yeah that's actually um when we went to the glebe bookstore is mm. that in a west sydney that is in the um, west yeah yeah it, it there is something strange going on there because i remember we walked past there was three um people on the street i don't know if they're homeless collecting money and they had the little white squares to get money instead of, you know, the typical throwing coins into your hat, which is just so strange. Um, it's yeah. fancy, isn't it? It's very fancy. It's, it's what I imagine yeah. New York is like. It's like mm. you're kind of looking around going, oh, it's not so great, but everyone's like, yes, it is. Why would you live anywhere else? And certainly I know a lot of inner Westies who would say that. Like, you'd be insane to live elsewhere. Um, and yeah. they're probably right. Like, what do I know? I don't live there. Um all right, so here's my piece. Imagine the floating jazz again. Uh, so I had department store, floating out of the elevator, deli aisles, glass uh, counters, cheeses galore, meat in odd geometric shapes, and too much heavy perfume among the other shoppers, spicy, hiding sweat, hiding bloodless flesh behind sly French words. Listen to those tiles glisten. I could take one of those perfumed ladies and dip her. I could. Oh. Yeah, what's Ooh, that all okay. about? Yeah, I don't know what's happening yeah. there. I was quite pleased with that because... Um, yeah, you're mixing like smells and sounds where you otherwise wouldn't. Yeah, and also, you know, the meat in the in the delis is like bloodless flesh, but I was also sort of suggesting that the ladies had bloodless flesh too, all hidden behind sly words and spicy perfumes and such um mm. and that's obviously just the uh 
the infuriated vegetarian in me, I suppose, <laughs> wishing I yeah. could get some brawn. Okay. <laughs> right. Well, with that, are you ready to jump on to the next one? I was Scene never number- more ready. Okay. Wh- which one is it? So, this is horror, isn't it? This is Alex yes, Productions is. horror? Oh, my gosh. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Three, two, one, and go. All right. See you soon. Hola, and we are back. That one was exciting. Um, and how did you go on that one, Gareth? Well, you know, interestingly enough, that didn't feel like horror music to me. Um, that felt quite uh, quite romantic in a way and nostalgic. That's how I, okay. I, I read it. Um, I really should have removed the titles. Anyway. Well, no, the titles are interesting because I think you – you butt up against your own expectations. So, so I went in thinking, well, this is going to be horror. But what, what occurred was, as I started writing, I thought, well, this isn't horror, so what is it? And it very much shaped my piece, the fact that I rejected the title through the music. So I actually think that was a, a, an interesting thing. I, I quite like the titles. So I'll read you mine. Yeah. The Nursery Lay Empty all its wooden furnishings pushed up against the walls. 
The crib was covered with a sheet, unable to move any closer, any deeper. Nothing tragic happened here, which is to say that nothing more tragic than anything else happened. Ghosts wander such places, never quite realizing they're ghosts. Once again, a very beautiful piece. Thank you. And so what were you, you said uh, you had your expectations, um, you rejected them. Mm. And so what were you trying to create here? Well, you know, uh, so, so basically people go into these sorts of spaces, I think, looking for ghosts. Um, you know, uh, th- this kind of empty nursery, you think, oh, what, what terrible things must have occurred here. And, um, you know, you see the cot and you immediately think, well, cot death, you know, it's, it's all ghostly. It's all haunted. Um, but what I was sort of thinking was that that need for that kind of connection is, is in a sense, um, a reflection of the fact that we all are aware of our mortality all the time. So, uh, so what I was sort of imagining was someone wandering that space, uh, understanding the tragedy of life, which is that all these things that once were, um, you know, cease to have the same meaning uh, in the same way that we sort of cease to be. So, so I imagine this person just wandering through this scene, they could be a ghost or, or they could just be a person looking for ghostly things. And I think the distinction is, is somewhat irrelevant. So that's, uh, that was the sadness I, I drew out of that music. Yeah. So uh, if everyone's just got their hankies <laughs> at their sides, just dab your cheeks, we'll move to you. And I'm hoping, <laughs> I'm hoping for some deep horror. Uh, I don't know if it's deep. But um, so the piano played such haunting notes, but there was no one there placing the pressure upon the bone white keys, no one stepping on the pedal, dragging out the melancholy tune. The floorboards covered in brown stains creaked with movement, but there was no one there, but the sounds of groaning floorboards came closer and closer. Oh, that's very interesting. That's great. You know, you could read that one of two ways that like a ghost was operating the piano and therefore there was music, or you could read it as there was no music and therefore no Mm. piano keys were being depressed. No pedals were being pushed. You could actually read it both ways. I wasn't sure. Yeah. I went from one idea to the other and then back again because I was unsure. Uh, And that's a really interesting, I think um, actually we got very similar sorts of pieces, didn't we? Yeah. And there's really the, even though I've only described two things, there's quite a deep setting. So you've got the piano and then you've got the floorboards, mm. um, but you still get that uh, essence of what's happening. Oh yeah. I mean, I, I imagined a, a cold fireplace immediately just, just off to the side. Um, Alex should rename that piece ghost romance, because I think that's basically what that piece oh. evokes. And it's, Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he could Thank French it up too, much. couldn't he? Yeah, he the could. romance of the ghosts. I don't know what that would, how that would go in French, but maybe someone can write in and tell me because I'm sure as hell going to forget to Google it. <laughs> right. Okay, so we're on to our final piece, mm-hmm. um, and I'll stick that on in three, two, one, and go.
And we're back. How did you go on that one, Gareth? That well, one that was, was uh, intense. Yeah, that was inspiring. I um, I imagine something truly inspirational for mine, but I believe it's your turn to read first. So let's see what you got. Uh, I actually struggled with this one. Um, <clears throat> but I'll go. The rugged terrain rose high against the brightening dawn sky. A flock of bold eagles sailed on the upwind drafts. A herd of elk grazed by the river where a bear had just caught a fish. And that's all I had. Oh, man. I, you should send that to uh, whoever becomes the next American president for their uh, for their inauguration speech. They'll get, you know, the, the red, white, and blue mist will come into their eyes. and <laughs> <laughs> uh, Yeah, yeah. And actually, to be honest with you, that music has a very American feel to me. Yeah, um, yeah, I think it did. Yeah, overcoming calamities as as they always do, which is impressive. I um I aimed a bit lower. I imagined myself as the hero of a particular um type of popular film. And so I got this. The bedclothes moved, blankets rising and falling, rising again, collapsing down onto the floor, snagged, dragged, crawling over the carpet. The ensuite door creaks open, the cold tap squeaks, the toothpaste tube squeezes, squeezes, brush at the ready to catch it. So oh, that's interesting. Yeah, that's just me getting up in the morning and like getting rid of my morning breath. Uh and I just thought that's a heroic maneuver. My wife's you know, always very pleased. Found that, I found that one more horrific than your horror piece. <laughs> It's the horror of having to get up and do stuff, you know. It's it's yeah. it's terrifying. Um, but it was it was fascinating having the constraint of not being able to put a character in, so the blankets had to do some of the work, uh, and then all the other things. Um, and, and yeah, you know, the shaky toothbrush while you're just squeezing, trying to get the uh, toothpaste out, and I imagine the toothbrush being like, you know, I got you, I got you, I got you, I don't got you, sort of thing. Um, so, yeah, yeah, that was a fun one to write. Okay, well, this is, um, we're going to take this to this next level of fun. <gasps> so, with my dice that I got when I thought I was cool enough to play Dungeons and Dragons back in the day. All have right. you ever played Dungeons and Dragons, Gareth? I have, I have. I don't know if I love Dungeons and Dragons, but I do love role playing games, tabletop role playing games. Um, so, we have an eight sided die and we have four scenes. So the first scene is allocated numbers one and two, the second scene uh, three and four, and so forth. So I'm going to roll the dice and know what scene we're going to be um, or setting we're going to be playing with. And then I'm going to jump online and I'm going to be generating a random character for us to insert into our setting, which I'm uber excited about. Okay, I'm just going to roll the dice. (laughs) Oh, eight. So eight. that is our last one that we just hit. Oh, well, that's good. It's fresh. Mm, okay. Oh, and I've just jumped online to create our character generator. Now, now where oh, is this character one. generator? Where can we find this? Uh, character-generator.org.uk. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's that's very sensible ty- uh, address for it, really, isn't it? And I'm just loading her it up. Oh, oh, this is a this is a great one, and I'm going to read it out twice so everyone knows what who their character is. So we have Sidharth Patterson, 
Okay, so Siddharth Patterson is a gentleman from Edinburgh who can only speak when the moon is in Scorpio. He has crazy orange hair. He comes from a troubled family and is hiding a terrible secret concerning the future. So I'm going to read that out again. Uh, Siddharth Patterson, 18 years old. So Siddharth Patterson is a gentleman from Edinburgh who can only speak when the moon is in Scorpio. He has crazy orange hair. He comes from a troubled family and he's hiding a terrible secret concerning the future. My God. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I have a your question. host, Shannon and Gareth. Okay, yeah. I have a question. I feel like a lot of our listeners will have this question. When is the moon in Scorpio? Is that just the month? Like the, so, so when people who are Scorpios astrologically, is, is, that, is that correct? I, I have no idea. I have no idea. Can we go with that? But, so around now, in fact, I believe is are we yeah, are we in Scorpio actually, now? So he can. Yes, we are. So yes, we are. A November child. Okay. And he only has one month out of the year to hide a terrible secret concerning the future. Actually, no, nah, he only has one month where he's um, vulnerable to telling the secret. Yeah. All right. Well, that sounds terrifying. (laughs) (laughs) So we're going to be now writing where we're inserting our Siddharth Patterson into our setting that we developed uh, for the fourth audio track. And we're going to be writing for about five minutes. And I want everyone to keep this piece because for our next week's podcast, we're going to be practicing giving feedback on this piece of work that we're just about to develop. Exciting times? Yeah, no, this sounds this sounds this sounds good. Um this sounds really challenging. <laughs> so I uh I can't begin to imagine what either one of us is going to write in the next five minutes, but it should be it should be fascinating. Yeah. Um so I was thinking that I'm going to create five minutes of our setting um piece to play over while we do our five minutes of writing. And um, it is going to be challenging. Even your host, Shannon and Gareth, we're going to be challenged by this. So I'm looking forward to what people produce in this amount of time. Good luck, everyone. My my wishes are with you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll see you on the other side. Okay.
it's time. You're still on mute there, Gareth. And as we enter the uh, the Scorpio moon, I can speak again, mm-hmm. which is pretty handy. Um, How'd you go on that one? But do I want to? That's the question. <laughs> I um, yeah, you know, I, I don't, I don't know, I don't know. Um, do you want to hear it? I don't. Yeah, I don't know either. So I kind of want to put my feelers out there and hear yours first. <laughs> All right, okay, folks. I apologize in advance. Okay, so. <clears throat> The glowing sunrise swelled and stretched out in a sea of amber. No, thought Sinead, it's Edinburgh in November. She blinked, regarding her husband's head of wiry orange hair. Being the first of the month, whatever he kept trapped beneath it could be revealed today, because Siddharth had a terrible secret. He was illiterate, but that wasn't it. He could only speak for one month of the year when the moon was in Scorpio but that wasn't his secret either. Last year, he'd alluded to it through a mouthful of sheep guts, which made it sound like he had a sick cat. But Mr. Bibbles was in rude health, ginger like his father, and similarly miserly with his words. (laughs) That's what I got. What was happening with the sheep or the goat? Well, he was trying to say he had a secret, but he had a mouthful of sheep guts, so it sounded like sick cat or sick cat. (laughs) you know the inspirational music made me think of haggis and i i just uh, it's it's an incredibly reductive piece of writing (laughs) but there you go i apologize everyone Um, so how did you go apologize how did you Uh, go well before i go to mine i i I want to say that we are all writers here and we all have to start somewhere and this is the first draft, so nothing's perfect when you do it the first time. Goodness And no. this is very, like, ad hoc as well. We just threw it together. That's true, that's true. And I feel like Mr Bibbles was a, was a great addition. I felt like once Mr Bibbles came in that things were starting to take shape. Um, I assume that he has something to do with the terrible secret, but I don't know what. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. <laughs> Ripping the spine from the fish's still pumping flesh, the bear dug sharp teeth into the flaccid flesh. Siddharth squealed and pulled his hood down lower over his face, covering his wild orange hair. The herd of elk heard the odd sound from the strange shape traversing their green fields and scattered. Siddharth ran after them, trying to re-enter the looming shadows of the mountain face which was slowly receding with the rising sun. In the safety of shadows, he looked over his shoulder to see two figures following him. They were on the slopes of the mountain while he had escaped into the deep recesses of the valley, but they were catching him. Siddharth tugged at his hair until tears sprang to his eyes. His grip tightened around the wooden staff which he leaned heavily upon, exhausted by the climb, the descent, the pursuit, the secrets. Secrets that could change the world. Oh my goodness! Well, that was that was extremely atmospheric and, and very beautifully drawn. So um, that's actually it for today. And then next week we're going to be giving feedback on our pieces and what it means to give good constructive uh, feedback on someone else's work. Yeah, that sounds really interesting. Um, are we going to be developing these at all or are we just going to go with what we've got thus far? 
I think we should be able to develop it a little bit and aim for about 500 words. Okay. All right. Well, that seems fair. Well, okay. We'll do that before next week. And uh, yeah, if you're following along at home and you have a piece and you want to send it in, uh, go for it and we will absolutely give you feedback. 100%. So send your stuff over to admin at pleasurethedeck.com. We also have a message capability on our website, which is thepleasurethetext.com as well. Uh, There's a few avenues that you can send your work to us and we're uber excited to hear from our audience um, and to read some of their work. Yes, that would be wonderful. I think that would be very cool. Um, Wow. Okay. So, So basically we have some homework. Yeah, homework. Writing is homework, isn't it? We're constantly editing and redeveloping and redefining um, the joys of being a writer. Well, I, I'm very much looking forward to seeing what happens to Sinead and Siddharth and Mr. Bibbles. Uh, I think I think it's going <laughs> to be pretty big. How do you come up with your names? Uh, in a panic. <laughs> I, uh, I, I was just doing stream of consciousness and I hit sick cat and I thought, sick cat means they have a cat and i was literally going but is the cat dead is the cat alive and i just picked one and having made that decision i just had to think of the first word that came to mind and obviously bibble is uh is a natural choice and so for a cat apparently i mean you know oh, not miss it miss Pustikins or whatever people call their cats. I, I don't know. It's Mr. Bibbles. And, I, like, I'm assuming that we don't rework what we've written thus far. We just add more. Um, yeah. Would that be correct? So we are dealing with first drafts. And that way we can say, well, you know, I didn't put a lot of effort in, so I don't feel too bad. Uh, and it's good. it's a good entryway into, into getting feedback um, because you can feel somewhat removed from your piece by by having just done a first draft yeah i agree so in terms of not touching your prior stuff you know you can fix up a spelling error if you accidentally misspelled it etc but nothing structurally to be changed this is just free writing we're doing some yeah free writing wolfian stream of consciousness yeah virginia wolf complete free writing here yeah um well that sounds okay. exciting well, I, i'm really excited but what I've done and I'm also excited for working on it and for next week as well. And I think this would have to be the record for one of our shortest sessions and until next week, everyone. (laughs) Bye-bye. Bye. All right. Well, that seems fair. Well, okay. We'll do that before next week. And uh, yeah, if you're following along at home and you have a piece and you want to send it in, uh, go for it. And we will absolutely give you feedback.